Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Travel Brigade, your destination location, with your hosts, Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. Welcome to Travel Brigade, your Sunday morning travel and destination show at 12 noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. I'm Kathleen Curry and my co-host, Jeff Griffin. You can also check us out at our website, TravelBrigade.com. You can like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade. Today's show, Cruising with the Kitties. Kids on a cruise. There's so many things for kids to do. And there's lots of new programs for kids to participate in. So we have some really great guests today. We have Disney, Disney Cruise Lines, which is a popular cruise line with the family. We also have NCL, who is going to tell us about a brand new overhaul of their kids program. We also have a disability attorney, Dale H. Bohm, who's going to talk to us a little bit about including the whole family in cruises and how it is that you can include your children that have uh, developmental disabilities and autism, making sure that they're all part of the, the whole family cruising experience. We've had a lot of great times uh, taking our kids on cruises. It's a great way to be together a lot without uh, burning out on too much togetherness. <laughs> For those of you who had too much family time on a family vacation, you know what we mean. Anyway, yeah, we really think it's a great option because you can do lots of different things during the day, get together for lunch, kind of reconvene in different times during the day, and have really you know a great family time on the ship and outside in the ports. Coming up next, we have Hot Topics in Travel right after this. Next up, Hot Topics in Travel. Questions or comments for the Travel Brigade? Tweet hashtag Travel Brigade or visit TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your Sunday morning travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry with my co-host Jeff Griffin. We're now going to be talking about the Travel Hot Topics. And I want to wish you happy hurricane season. Yay! It's officially hurricane season. It started two days ago on June 1st. Which is why you're seeing such great deals this summer for Caribbean getaways and cruises. (laughs) But I will tell you, in all honesty, I've actually been on a cruise during a hurricane. And it really, it was actually probably the best experience because... They were you actually just sat a, around and drank. Well, <laughs> no, because they were evacuating Florida, and everyone was trying to get out of the state. And we got on a cruise and kind of diverted. They'll actually re they'll actually reroute your cruise is what happens. And so it was actually pretty pretty not bad. I found a really good article on uh, ABC News that puts it into ABC format of things you should be thinking about during the hurricane season when you're traveling. A is for airlines. When they know a a storm is coming, they'll usually put something up on their website a day or two in advance. And once you see that, you can call and get rerouted. You can get a refund. And, you know, for all the complaining we do about airlines or people in general do about airlines, (laughs) maybe not us, but, I mean, they actually are pretty fair about, about the whole thing. I've been rerouted on cruise lines and airlines. So yes, they're and usually, you know, they they do try their best. Sometimes it's not always uh perfect, but what can you do? I mean, it's not their fault. Okay, hotels always have a 24-hour cancellation policy, so you you can always take advantage of that. Hurricane or just change of plans. True, and you know, one thing to keep in mind too with hotels is that not just canceling, but extending. So if you're in a position where you're in a hotel and there's like a natural disaster or emergency, They'll actually, sometimes they house guests or do different things. So 
talk to your hotel if you're in a position like that. And then the C is, you know, for cruises, we've already talked a little bit about they'll, they'll generally reroute you. You might not end up going into the Caribbean. You might go to a different part of the Caribbean. You might, they might hedge up the East Coast. Right. I actually uh, was supposed to go to the Bahamas, and I was rerouted to Cozumel. And um, so were many other ships. So we were looking at, you know, the Disney ships. All, you know, there were several different ships, NCL. All of them had gotten rerouted. So it was still a really fun time. We we didn't get to go exactly where we expected, but it was a fun time. But there's one thing you might be missing. What's that? A D for discount. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Which is always <laughs> at the forefront of your mind. Yeah, well... <laughs> True, but I mean, hurricane season, I mean, people are worried about traveling in hurricane season, but let me tell you, that is the best time if you if you want a deal, if you can handle the thick humidity in Florida or in the Caribbean during that time, it is... Uh, or the, the unpredictability. Or the unpredictability, but yes, I mean, you will get some great, great deals during that time. Uh, another piece of travel news is Queen Elizabeth. <gasps> long reign the queen. She has been reigning a long time. She's been on the throne for 60 years. She really is incredibly... She looks exactly, okay, let me just say, she looks exactly like she does on TV. I mean, I was there one time for Parliament opening, and there she was in her carriage, and she's got that blue hair, very light skin, you know, sort of very powdery white skin, and just it looks exactly like she does on Heidi and on TV. <laughs> well, they're celebrating this weekend as we speak. They're doing about five days' worth of activities, not just this weekend, but about five days' worth of activities. Sounds and fun to me. And it's really interesting they are expecting over 750,000 overseas travelers coming in. To over come the to next, the Jubilee? Coming into England over the next two weeks. Wow. They're expecting 3 million people to go through Heathrow. Not us. In, in the space of the next two weeks. I mean, think about it. That's 3 million people. That's uh, what the size of San Diego, you know, the entire city of San Diego or something mm -hmm. like that. Not us, though. We're not That's, going. No. We didn't get our engraved invitation this year. Yeah, <laughs> but they're also thinking it's going to be good preparation for the Olympics later this summer. That's true. That's going to be a big deal. That's going to be even, I think, probably even more people. Yeah. So those are our travel topics for this week. Happy hurricane season. <laughs> Look for the best deals you can. And congrats, Queen Lizzie. Long may you reign. Up next, we have Mo Mancini from Disney Cruise Lines. We're so happy to have Disney here because, of course, they're such a huge part of, of cruising, and especially when you're talking about family travel and cruising. Well, you think of kids, you think of Disney. Absolutely. They just go together. So uh, when we're like putting two peas in a pod, we're doing this show. It seemed like a natural that we should talk to them. Yes. So come back. We'll join us in just a minute with Disney Cruise Lines. This is Travel Brigade, your Sunday morning travel show. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and our website, travelbrigade.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Travel Brigade, and now family travel. Welcome back to Travel Brigade. This is your Sunday morning travel show. Today on the show, our whole show topic is cruising with the kiddies. And we have Disney Cruise Lines here on the board. Miss Mo Mancini, that is the Director of Entertainment Operations for Disney Cruise Line. We're so happy to have you on the show with us this morning. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Now, automatically, you automatically associate Disney Cruise Lines with happiness, kids, with <laughs> happiness but also with, with you know, things for the kids to do. Yeah, our youth activities is one of our main focuses for Disney Cruise Line. We are so excited at Disney Cruise Line. We just launched the Disney Fantasy back uh, in March, and we have a whole new set of children's programming that we have added because we have 
with a seven-night product, we actually can have multiple programs throughout the cruise, uh, including our story times, and we have the different princesses come in and actually read their story to the children, and they do interact with activities. (laughs) (laughs) I said, is that just for the children? We all love our princesses. (laughs) Oh, aren't they the best? They're so fun. But But the kids get immersed in the story because they actually have Tiana or Cinderella or Snow White reading about their story and and they they get they get to be involved in the story because they do some interactive um, gestures with them and then they create a craft uh, that goes along with the story whether it is a bookmark or a special a special uh, tiara uh, or crown for the for the boys so so we have those types of stories we also have our our super sloppy science series is amazing they actually get to create volcanoes that erupt they they learn how to make flubber they have they create a, a capsule for their eggs in an an experiment uh so so they're actually doing some things that they normally wouldn't have a chance to do I was do. just going to say I, these sound like things I I wouldn't let the kids do at our house but I would love to have them do it somewhere else <laughs> Where I don't have to clean it up. <laughs> what we do is while while the kids are playing in our spaces and the parents don't have to clean it up, the parents are off doing their own thing and they're going to our adult spaces, they're going to the spa, they're going to Paulo or Remy for for an adult uh, for for a dinner there. So so it's really it's the full experience for our guests. Well, and I have to say we've cruised a lot with the family, and I can't think of a better holiday vacation where everyone is being entertained in a different you know way, and that the families can still come back together and do meals together or other family activities together. I think it's just really such a great experience. Tell us a little bit about the times of the programs that you have while you're in port and when you're out to sea? We're actually, we have the we have the most extensive youth activities um, programming and hours at sea. Um, we're open virtually from 9 o'clock in the morning until midnight and all the way until 2 o'clock in the morning for teens. And on those I was just going to say, what do you do with the teens? But we'll get to that in just a minute. <laughs> I will, we'll, we will get there. But even when we're in port, if we're in port early, and there are times when when parents want to go off on an excursion or go and explore the ports on their own, they actually can leave the kids in our care on board the ship. Oh, wow. And so we will open up as, as early as 7.30 in the morning if, if parents are going off for an early morning excursion. Port adventure. Again, let's go back to the teens. What, yeah. Let's go back. They to the are teens. the most well, difficult. I mean, people say little kids are difficult, toddlers. No, it's the teens. They're the hardest to please. So what yeah, the, do you do for your teens? <laughs> the teens actually have their own space on board. We actually break it up. We have we have a space for the teens, fourteen to seventeen year olds, and we also also have a space for the tweens. So eleven to fourteen can can go into that edge space. Because sometimes you're on those 14-year-olds are on that borderline, and they're and and mom and dad are looking for the best place for them to enjoy their experience. But the, these are places where we have counselors that are are there facilitating programs in the spaces. They have their own uh, they have their own disco area. They have video games. They can watch movies in this space. 
our, our team space is, they, is absolutely awesome. They don't want to leave. And they, and, can then also, they and they can also do a famous teenage trick with pretending like they don't know their parents when they walk by. <laughs> absolutely, because after day, after day one, uh, we, encourage, we encourage all the parents to, to bring their children into and that bring their teens into the teen space so they can see it, they can meet the meet the teen counselors. But after day one, they have mom and dad are not allowed in the space. Uh-huh. Uh, they can call they can call down and 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 talk to the counselor, and the counselor can send them back up to the state room. But they also have we also have wave phones on board. So a lot of parents. Uh, speaking of tips, a lot of parents have their teen have one of the wave phones, and they have the other wave phone so that they have constant communication. What's a wave uh, throughout phone? The group. It's a it's it's a it's a it's a phone. It's almost like a mobile phone that we use at sea, and so they have they can they can communicate with each other um, for on the on the ship, and it, it's not any charges to to their. Personal. Oh wow. So gone by the yeah. days of the walkie-talkies that really don't work on the cruise line. <laughs> exactly. So now, we, so now we actually provide it, and it's also the communication tool that we utilize if we need to get in touch with the parents, whether it's for the children that are in our secured programming in the Ocean Air Club and Lab, or the flat, or it's a small world nursery uh, for our infants, as well as if we need to if we need to call a parent for of a child that's in. Uh, edge or Vibe, our teen and tween club. Well, that's great. Where can parents find out more about these programs? On on our website at Disney at DisneyCruiseLine.com, we have all sorts of information that starts that talks about the experience on board, talks about the different age groups, talks about if if they do have an infant that they're traveling with, they can uh, look at uh, signing up for those uh, nursery hours beforehand. They they can even register their children on uh, line before they get to the ship because we we get some information from them for for that secured programming including any allergies. Parents have to provide a password for that pickup time. So on DisneyCruiseLine.com, it it has a lot of information regarding our uh, youth activities and that experience. Great, Mo. Thank you so much for spending time with us. We again, cruising is such a great option. We're big fans of it, and so if you're interested in and that um, you can contact the website. We appreciate you spending time with us today. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your Sunday morning travel show. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your Sunday morning travel show with Jeff Griffin and Kathleen Curry. You can contact us at our website at TravelBrigade.com. Please like us on Facebook or tweet us on Twitter. Here in our Travel Barracks studio, we've stumbled upon a stowaway. He tells us he's actually currently an employee at a cruise line. Is that true? This is uh, correct for all intents and purposes, yes. <laughs> now, today we're talking a lot about kids' programs and what a great thing they are for kids, but... My position is they're also a great thing for adults. Has that been your experience on a cruise line? Because I think one of the great things about a cruise is, is you can drop the kids off, go out to a show, let them have fun, then come back together at the end of the evening. Well, most cruise lines do offer a late-night program that runs anywhere from 1 to 2. Uh, so if you want to have a late-night dinner or a late-night fun <laughs> a late night fun with your significant other that we're there to keep the children occupied. What's your recommendation for parents 
who have never cruised before what to expect with the cruise staff. From well, in the children's program, I think you should know if your kid is ready for uh, some sort of daycare. If a kid has never been in a daycare program or some sort of drop-off schooling program, maybe being at sea on a ship is not the first place that you would want to try that out. What, what's usually some of the highlights that you find that the kids really like best about being in a kid's program at, on a cruise line? I think the coolest thing about being a kid in a kid's program is your crew's best friend, which is what I try to do. It's like you try to find that one kid that bonds with the other kid, and they can be pin pals forever and run around the ship. It's like a special bond that no one else kids. And as soon as you, they find that crew's best friend, it's all, it's all happy from then on. One thing we've really liked is that kids can go to the kids' program, but then they can also come do things with the parents and then go back and then come back all, all together for dinner. There's a lot of good options that way. Yeah, um, that's actually why I decided to start uh, working in a cruise line because I actually had the best family vacations, actually the only decent family vacations I can remember going on a cruise line. Uh, it's not the best to be locked up in a car driving for hours and hours, and that's usually what mom and dad think is fun for the kids, but time away is great for everybody. Uh, most major cruise lines do have a casino, so just think of it as Vegas at sea with a daycare. I don't I think... I think, see, we're just giggling think about it, but that's a pretty awesome option. Note to self, open a daycare center on the Las Vegas Strip. Okay. That's not the first time you said that. No, and I think you should take uh, submissions by email of what the name of the daycare center could be. What about uh, the teen programs? What what kind of, what do the teens typically like about, about those programs? Um, breaking all the rules is basically what we do. Um my first note is we break every rule we can think of with also safety being a major concern. But if they're going to um, want to go prank things, they're welcome to prank things. If they want to dress up weird, let them dress up weird. All bets are off when you're on a cruise. Uh, one of the key phrases when cruising is you're never going to see these people again, so let your ambitions go. Ambitions? Yeah, let your ambitions go. In, or, or inhibitions. Inhibitions. Or ambitions. Ambition, Either inhibitions. One. So that's the major thing. Just And that's the thing, uh, the, what I said, the cruise best friend, I think that is the most applicable with the teenagers. I have a question about the crew staff. Are they as bubbly and happy as they are every time we drop our kids off? I mean, they every time we drop our kids off, everyone's like happy and smiley and so welcoming to have our kids. Is, um, that, is that a real thing? Yeah, if I have to hear uh, your job looks like fun one more time, actually it's my job to look like I'm having fun. If I'm not look like I'm having fun and being engaging to the passengers or the packs, uh, I'm not doing my job. I'm, I'm there to have uh, an outgoing personality to welcome them. And like I said, if I don't have those, I'm not doing my job. So we're getting a lot of questions, uh, emails already about how do you get a job on a cruise line? Well, actually, the hardest way to get a, a job on a cruise line is one, be American. Uh, there's only like <laughs> three or four or five, I think, on my last cruise. The rest were international crew, which is really awesome to be in that environment. But as an American, it's very hard to get the, a job we have expectations of employment that most other countries don't. Um, but if you want to look at any major cruise line uh, under employment, they have um, hiring partners, a.k.a. headhunters. Um, if you can look up that headhunter and submit your resume, and they'll shop you out to different cruise lines. Before I took my current position, I was shopped out to three different cruise lines, and the one I chose was the one that I thought was best for me. Is cruise life the way for you as it is for us as passengers? Is it like what we saw in the love boat? Yeah. Um, yes. 
Oh, good. Yes, take it from the 70s to 2012. It's pretty much the same show. I uh, love the love love. <laughs> um, we have a great time. Like I said, I love my international coworkers and crew members. And um, You have a camaraderie. We do have a camaraderie. Uh, there's places that only we can go, which is pretty cool. Um, there's there's lots of incentives. Uh, they have crew parties for us that are only for us. Uh, just a lot of fun that makes us special. And, and it's really cool to have that little badge of I work on a cruise ship. Um, and usually when you meet another person that works on a cruise ship, you have a bond no matter if you met them or not. Well, have fun on your next voyage. We appreciate you spending some time with us today. Again, this is Travel Brigade. You're listening to us here Sunday morning with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. Coming up next, we've got an interview with another great cruise line with some really good uh, kids programs, Norwegian. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Travel Brigade. And now, family travel. Welcome back. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your Sunday morning travel show. And today, our show is Cruising with the Kitties. And we have NCL on the phone, Richard Ambrose, the Vice President of Entertainment for Norwegian Cruise Line, here to discuss the new revamp of their kids program. Do we call this a, a revamp, a complete overhaul, a tweak? What What is it? Well, it's definitely not a tweak. Uh, we definitely call it an overhaul. Um, uh, it's a brand new kids program. We've done. Uh, we're relogoing and rebranding the entire process. We've separated into two. We have the children's program, and then we also have the uh, the teens program. The children's called Splash Academy, and then we call our teen program Entourage. But it's a whole uh, revamp, reprogramming, um, new age groups, um, any, anything and everything. We've really tried to change it up, make it more exciting, more programmed, um, more athletic, uh, what we call kind of theatricalize it also. I, I like the the name Entourage for the teen program because we have, we have a teenage daughter, and I can tell you teenage girls don't go anywhere without an entourage. So <laughs> that sounds like a good name to me. It's very, very true. We know they travel in packs. So. <laughs> like little wolves. So yeah. when, you, when you say theatricalizing, uh, what, what is what does that mean? You know, we know that, you know, a lot of children, um, while they don't want to do sports, maybe they're more arts-oriented. So we, we've counter-programmed to that. So when there's a sports activity going on, we also have something from, uh, in the arts and crafts or maybe a puppet show for the younger kids or, you know, a theater school for the um, 10 to 12s or the, you know, the 8 to 10s. Um, that sort of thing. You know, people who haven't had their kids on a cruise, we've we've taken our kids a few times and on NCL as well a few times, and it's it's really uh, great how they uh, group the kids together based on uh, age and kind of really focus on activities. So whether you have a four-year-old or an eight-year-old or a teenager, they really, you know, my kids used to call it school at sea. Again, for those parents who haven't taken their kids, they have these uh, great kids programs. And wh- what are the hours that they generally run? What types of you know, programming do you do day-to-day for the kids inshore and, and at sea? Yeah, and the hours really depend for us. It depends on the itinerary and the ship. But for all, all intents and purposes, if um, on a port day, so when the ship is um, on port, we usually start around 9 o'clock and we go uh, what we call is we're calling it port play, and then which is opened um, till about around 5 o'clock. And then subsequently we go right back into what we call our normal programming, and our programmings uh, either close anywhere from 10 to 11 o'clock, depending on the ship, depending on the itinerary. But then we have after hours also, where it's a fee-based program, where you can the kids can come in um, and you know and continue on the activities while it gives the parents um, 
and the adults uh, a chance to really have some fun on the ship and not have to worry about the kids while we're, you know, entertaining and the kids until uh, the wee hours of the night, which is 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock for the teenagers. Well, and I do think that that is one, I mean, again, we're having a whole family focus, uh, but, you know, cruising with the kids is, is one of the reasons, we, we've got kids of, you know, several different ages, and it's a really nice environment where, everyone's kind of getting to do what they want to do, but yet you can all kind of come together and have your meals or come together and have family time, but yet everyone's kind of getting to do what they want to do all at the same time. Absolutely, and that's one of the things we're really concentrating on and one of the feedback that we get, we got from our guests, and, you know, we still, you know, the feedback we get from guests, you know, just so your audience understands, we literally read every single feedback we get. You do? Oh, absolutely. Oh, wow. Yes. No, <laughs> if you're writing something to us that we're not reading it, because we do. And one of the very interesting things that we've, um, you know, I've seen that comes across my desk, pre, um, you know, in the past here is that, and it literally was mostly coming from fathers, you know, the dads. And basically said, it's great, you know, you have this great program for the children, you have great programs for us, but you have nothing where the family can do stuff together. But one of the things we're really concentrating on now, too, is that family programming so that, the you know, moms and dads and the kids can all do something together um, in a fun environment. Just just to let you know, I, I was not one of those dads who was complaining <laughs> he wasn't around his kids. But <laughs> We're around them all the time. We're like, yeah. a break. <laughs> um, yeah, parents parents going maybe going out for a first time they ha- or they haven't taken their kids cruising before. Any Anything you would point out to them that they should find out about before they go? Well, yeah, no, before they go, it's, um, the you know, the big thing is to, it's you're just going to have a great time. It's not so much what you know before you go. I mean, it's you do your typical cruise research and, you know, find out all the fun things that are going to happen. But the most important is on that very first day you get on the cruise is literally go up to the uh, Splash Academy or the Entourage and basically meet with the counselors and sign into the program. Safety is our utmost priority with our uh, the children on board our ships. So the first day is the opportunity for our parents to actually see the facilities um, and uh, you know and to meet the counselors and to meet the um, our youth managers to see what the program is going to be about, talk to them, all that. But at the same time, we're registering. Subsequently, when we sail away, the our youth centers, not so much the teen centers, but the youth centers become parent-free zones. One of the things we wanted to talk a little bit about is we happen to have a child that has a developmental disability, and we have taken him on several cruises and have had some really great experiences on several different cruise lines, including Norwegian. Tell us a little bit about how you can accommodate families that have children with disabilities. What what types of things can they do to prepare? What types of uh, situations can you help them work through? Where can they get more information? Yeah, um, it, you know, it's a fantastic question because, it, and it's really something that we 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 excel at um, because we believe that everybody should have a fantastic vacation. Um, one of the things that the a parent should do is um, be ready to fully disclose what um, the child's um, concerns are, uh, issues are, uh, any medical issues um, with the youth manager. So they should, you know, absolutely on the first day go up to the, um, the, the Splash Academy, meet the youth manager, introduce themselves, um, and then subsequently, you know, and discuss their, their child's um, needs and issues. And then subsequently, you know, the youth manager, and they're all highly trained, 
will then subsequently decide, you know, where, what, you know, what age group uh, is going to be uh, most apropos based upon the situation, but also that we can then, we can, you know, work and develop a program for that child so, so that they are included in all the activities, um, be it that it's just a normal activity or is that they have to have some special care or an additional, um, you know, additional resources, i.e. somebody to watch them as they're playing and taking, and taking part in the, uh, the programming. And so that's exactly what happened with our son. We, we have a son that probably would technically belong in the teen program based on the age groups that you, you know, sort out. But we didn't feel that that was developmentally appropriate for him or safe for him. And so we work with the cruise line to put him in more of an appropriate level, and it was just a fantastic experience for everyone involved. Right, and we also one of the things that we are we've uh, been working on within the past year, um, which has been very successful, is uh, those parents who have a child who is um, you know severely mentally challenged or uh, severely um, uh, uh, physically challenged is that they we have what we call our access desk, which they can call prior to their cruise. Um, they can talk to a representative there who will then. Uh, alert our um, fleet youth supervisor, who is part of my team here in the Miami office, and subsequently we develop a program. We alert the ship that um, this child is coming, and how can first of all we do, you know we're going to make the determination always with the parents' um, input of what level the child should be in, um, and then subsequently we will build a program. You know, working with the youth managers on the ship, working with the parents and also working with our staff here on Shoreside to make sure that we have, you know, that that child has a fantastic experience. So, Richard, where can uh, families go to find out more information about the kids' programs on NCL? Absolutely. Uh, www.ncl.com is our website. All the activities that are going on and where they're going and what they can partake in. All our ships have Cirque du Jour on them. It's a partnership that we have, um, and it's fantastic. It is literally a chance for the kids to run away with the circus. Thank you very much for giving us all this information. You're listening to Travel Brigade. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to Travel Brigade this Sunday morning. Make sure you check out our website at travelbrigade.com. I thought NCL had a lot of really interesting things to say as far as all their new programming. We haven't been since they've done the, the big revamp on their cruise ships, so we'll have to give that a try very soon. Sounds, sounds very fun. And I thought it was important what he talked about at the end of the interview about uh, children with disabilities. As we stated before, we have a little bit of experience with this, having a, a son with some developmental disabilities that we've had some great travel experiences with on cruises. I, I thought he made some good points about you know disclosing things and letting them know what they can do to help. I can tell you there have been times where I've been concerned about overdisclosure, <laughs> worried that they weren't going to be as accepting or willing to accommodate, and I have found completely the opposite experience right. the last few times that I've gone. So uh, get over your fears and uh, have that conversation because it does make a big difference. And that kind of brings us to our next guest is uh, Dale H. Bohm. He's actually a disability attorney and specializes in issues, legal issues with uh, people with disabilities. So we thought it would be really great to have a conversation with him and talk a little bit about including, you know, the whole family in cruising. So up next, 
we have an interview with Dale H. Bohm, a disability attorney. And please stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade. We'll be right back. Have you friended Travel Brigade yet? Well, you can at their website with links to Twitter and Facebook, as well as lots of great articles for all your travel needs. www.travelbrigade.com Welcome back to Travel Brigade. This is your Sunday morning travel show with your hosts, Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. On the phone, we have Dale H. Bohm, disability attorney extraordinaire, good friend of ours. <laughs> hey, Dale. How are you doing? Good. Hey, you know, we're talking today, I'm so glad you could join us, we're talking today about cruising with the kids and, you know, general family travel, but of course, as you well know, there's everyone has a different family and, and having children with disabilities, particularly children with developmental disabilities and autism, wanting to include those kids, you know, on your family vacation, on your cruise, and so we thought it would be a great thing to spend some time with you to talk a little bit about cruising with a special needs child. Absolutely. So this is probably the biggest question. People do not understand the ADA and how the Americans with Disabilities Act, if you don't know, how that is complies with or how whether or not cruise lines have to abide by that because they're, you know, some people think they're foreign ships here in U.S. soil, all of that. So can you kind of give us a layman's term of how that all kind of comes together? Absolutely. So some cruise ships believe that as well. Um, <laughs> The uh, the way it works is this: any cruise ship that docks that makes port in the United States has to abide by the rules and regulations of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Um, there are actually specific regulations uh, that are put in place for passenger vehicles, such as uh, as cruise ships, and it's the newest, really the newest section uh, uh, of the ADA. Uh, it, it just came into effect. The rules just came into effect in July of uh, of uh, 2010. Oh, really? So just recently? They're very, very recent. And so a lot of cruise ships, and I'll just let you know this, they don't have a good handle on them. Mm-hmm. They don't have a good handle on them. The easiest, and you're talking about children with you know cognitive disabilities and developmental disabilities, obviously the easiest uh rules and regulations to think about are physical access. And so the physical right. access rules uh, were the ones that were implemented first. When you start dealing with things outside of, you know, ramps and, 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 and lowering tables, the uh, the needs become very specific. And so a lot of the cruise ships and a lot of the uh, the passenger vehicles like this don't really have an understanding of what your uh, a child may need. Right. And and so it's an invitation to negotiate. How would you go about how to ask for these accommodations for your children if they need them? Yeah, you know, I think a lot of parents probably aren't really sure what's okay to ask for, what's reasonable. Uh, oftentimes a, a cruise is a, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity or it, it's something that, that a lot of parents haven't considered before because well, I would love uh, to say I would love to say that in our case but our children have cruised a lot <laughs> <laughs> I can understand what you're saying and so uh, uh, this is a new experience both you know for the cruise line because now they're having to come into compliance but for parents as well and so the easiest way to think about this is first of all you're asking for a reasonable accommodation and the word reasonable is right there in it mm-hmm. <laughs> right. and so you have to think to yourself what would be reasonable but to an extent, if you've ever been on a cruise before, you may not know what to expect. Exactly. And so the, the, the easiest thing to do is think about what accommodations, what services 
does your child need in on their IEP in a school setting, in a school situation? What do they need to to, to get through the school day? And use that as a basis for uh, any request you're going to make to the cruise ship because, you know, the cruise line may have programs for kids, and they're going to sort of mimic school programs. They right. may be, there may be art programs or educational programs or tours. What are the things like that a really your... interesting way to sort of surmise it because I think a lot of people don't really affiliate those two, but if you think about it and think about when you're sitting down talking about what kind of needs your child has in a setting that's similar, what, what it can be duplicated on a cruise. Right, and if you already have an idea of, uh, of these needs, they they really fit well, especially just as I said, as a starting place for a discussion is, is to think about when you, and, and I will tell you this, parents shouldn't have an expectation that because the Americans with Disabilities Act is there that all these barriers will be taken down. You, you need to uh, make a call ahead. If there's something that you need, you need to start a dialogue uh, well in advance of your trip. And we can actually again. tell you, yeah, from experience, there's a special needs desk. And um, again, we're well, we're veteran cruisers, so we we kind of learned as we've gone along. Well, and even more important than the special needs desk, yeah, you can call ahead and get info there and get try to get some things set up. But I, I think what we found is that just sitting down with the actual child program staff and saying, "Look, here's what we need." And most of the time, I mean, these are people that they want your kids to have a good time. They want your kids to have a good cruise experience. But if you're willing to negotiate in good faith, and I shouldn't even say negotiate, really help find solutions right. is maybe a better term. That's, uh, you know, to me that's been where we've had our greatest successes. This is built on you having a good experience. And so if you can help them understand what is going to create that good experience, then you're, you're going to get along better and you're going to have a much better time, and they're going to have an easier time accommodating the needs. Well, and I think one thing I can just tell you for, again, something our own experience is that we've actually had a child who was in the teen or old enough to be in the teen program, and the flexibility that they allow the kids that are in the teen program, you know, they're they're more mature and they're allowed to sign in and sign out and maybe do activities that it's not as um, – contained or supervised as let's say the the younger kids cognitively we have a son who is just not there and so we were able to have him go into a you know a, a smaller or younger age group that like met his developmental needs and that was uh, an accommodation they were willing to make and it was very successful right. for us and i'll tell you this from the from the uh, uh cruise company's point of view there are two big questions that they're going to ask themselves anytime they accommodate. And the first one is, of course, going to be money. Right. Is what you're requesting you know, going to be reasonable or is it going to be an, an undue burden? And just because something would cost money to provide doesn't automatically make it an undue burden. Once again, this is where you talk about reasonable. What is, what is reasonable to ask for? The second question that uh, they're going to ask is safety. And that's a legitimate concern. Um, a lot of times the word safety gets thrown around without really any thought as to whether what we're talking about is, is really a safety issue or not. And so uh, when you're talking about having uh, your child go into the, the, the younger program, putting him in the older program would have been an issue of safety. Right, and that was our concern. I mean, I think the activities were appropriate, but, yes, that was a safety issue for us. Right, and so that's, that's, 
that's going to be a, a concern. Those two, if you if you keep in mind those two issues, it's going to be money and safety. Then uh, I, I think that gives you a better idea of where you want to start your, uh, your your discussion. Well, not only your concern for your own child's safety, but their concern that their concern are, for the are safety you putting and the other passengers. Yeah, are you putting a well other passengers, and also are you putting your child into a situation that maybe you don't understand that they right. might be unsafe or something. Right, absolutely. And I think I think you know, the, all these laws are great and they're there for a reason and everything, but you don't really want to come home after you just put down 5k or whatever on a on a cruise and say, "Oh, we've got a really good lawsuit here." <laughs> it's it's much better to have a great vacation than a great lawsuit. Yeah, no, <laughs> really? I think, amen. Yeah, no, great. Hey Dale, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Um we are going to put Dale's information on our hot sheet for this week's show and hope that we can have you back because this will be something that we might do on a semi-regular basis when we're talking about family travel. And again, you're listening to Travel Brigade. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Travel Brigade with Jeff and Kathleen. Catch them at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back. It's time for He Said, She Said, where we pick our favorite top picks today on cruising. Yeah, we always pick three things each and compare what our three favorites are. Compare our notes. Compare notes. Because today's topic is cruising, we're going to pick our top three favorite things about going on a cruise. And I always go first. Ladies first. (laughs) Mine is going to be the spas. And, you know, kind of tying into the whole kids program thing. I mean, there there are lots of adult time that you can have when your kids are being entertained. And one of the fun places to go and hang out is the spas. Um, Isn't spas in your top three pretty much any, <laughs> any travel experience we're talking about? Um, yeah, I think you could be right there. I kind of like the spas. But really, on, on cruise ships, they have, you know, over the last 20 years have gotten amazing. And you really kind of get different cruise lines that have different spas. But they can, you know, have anything from treat rooms all the way to private pools and private decks and, you know, all sorts of stuff. So I think in general it's always a great place to escape while you're on the ship. So mine would be the spa. My my number three is excursions. They're fun. They're fun. And for those of you new to cruising, what these what we mean when we say that is that these are things you book to do when you're off the ship, when you're in port. Now, when you get into port, you can go shopping or look around the city, depending on where you're at. But you can also book a lot of really fun activities. And the cruise lines do a really good job of of having a lot of variety. Right. And we've done things where we've taken the whole family. We've also done things where it's just been the two of us. Or Uh, you've even done a few hikes and things. I've done hikes and things just by myself. And they range from... Very easy to do to, you know, if you're somebody that really wants to get out there and do something physically challenging, they've got those kinds of things. The too. whole spectrum. The whole spectrum. Well, that leaves me to my number two. The best thing about cruising is there really isn't a schedule. It's totally up to you as to how busy you want to be with your family, your kids, yourself, and whether you want to have a completely booked day of, you know, going on excursions, coming back and going to cooking classes or just hanging out in the sun. It's just, I love that there's so much flexibility. And the best thing is you really just don't have to do anything. I mean, when you feel like just relaxing, it's great. And it's one of those things where you come back from vacation and you actually feel a little relaxed and not that you just went, I mean, we've gone through vacations where we just are going 20 hours a day. 
Mine is very similar in that my number two is the sea days. And again, for those of you new, sea days is when you're actually out at sea. Like you were saying, cruises, you come back relaxed. And I think part of it is, is you have those sea days that force you to just kind of stop and Jeff gets his book reading done on C days. I mean, things right. that we never have time to do when we're right. doing because, our crazy life. Well, yeah, a lot of times you're places and you're thinking, I'm only going to be here once, and you want to go around and see as many things as you can and everything like that. But when you're at sea for a whole day, there's just, you know, it just kind of forces you to go lay on the deck and read a book. Yep. Okay, that's my top. I don't know if you're going to be surprised, but cooking. I don't have to cook. It's it's so great. It's so great to wake up and have everything taken care of, to know that you can order room service for breakfast or, you know, walk into a restaurant and have everything ready, whether it's a quick buffet, ordering a sandwich from room service. Um, I just, it's nice to, the kids can eat whatever they want and I don't have to cook it and I love it. And the one thing that is kind of funny, be prepared that uh, we had one of our young ones really like the room service and liked it so much that had this whole thing down pat where he was, you know, picking up the phone and ordering a pizza for his afternoon snack and didn't realize that that does not convert over to normal hotels. So yeah, <laughs> get him a little spoiled. But it's a great thing, and it's a great thing for a parent not to have to worry well, about. Well, and, and I'm going to say 95% of the time when you're on a cruise, the minute you step on the ship, all your food is paid for. Yeah. You just go eat what you want, when you want. You don't have to work. So if your kids want to go eat here, there, wherever, you don't have to worry about shelling out the money. or. Anything. It is nice having yeah. it all prepaid ahead of time, yeah. My number one is also food-related. Really? Bacon. Oh, my gosh. Yes. They Jeff have, loves his bacon. Yeah, if you go to the breakfast buffet, they have these huge tubs of bacon. You just take as much as you want. We won't talk about the embarrassing bacon off, which will live we in had, history. Which we had with some friends while we were on a cruise. It's a <laughs> bacon eating contest. And I believe you can order it pretty much 24 hours a day through room service. That's true. Um, it's it's a good thing that, you know. You brought your cholesterol medication? Well, it's a good thing that I don't, you know, live that way all the time because my weight and my cholesterol would both be 400. <laughs> but every once in a while for a few days, it's great to just eat as much bacon as you want. Yes. We love cruising. That's our he said, she said for today. When we come back, we're going to be talking about our next upcoming shows. We'll be back. This is Travel Brigade. Again, follow us at Travel Brigade on Twitter and check out our website at TravelBrigade.com. You're listening to The Travel Brigade, your weekly travel spot. With highlights of your favorite travel destinations, check out TravelBrigade.com and Travel Brigade on Facebook and Twitter. Welcome back to Travel Brigade. This wraps up our Cruise with Kids episode today. We will be having an encore episode next week of our Viva Las Vegas special because we are heading off to Quebec and Montreal to bring you some great new shows in the upcoming weeks. We're very excited to be there. We've never been there before. And I think I better start learning some French. Parlez-vous français? Oui? Si, amigo. <laughs> no? That's perfect. Is that south of the border? I think I love it. North of the border, south of the border. I'll have to to learn some some new language. (laughs) Thanks again for joining us today. Again, please uh, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Please check out our website at TravelBrigade.com. You can find travel information and our show there right on the website. See you next week. 
been listening to the Travel Brigade on Blog Talk Radio. Listen live every Sunday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Contact us on Twitter, Facebook, and at TravelBrigade.com.